Good afternoon, everybody, and happy Tuesday. Welcome to the 50-Minute Rev. Hey, Cynthia. Good to see everybody this afternoon. I'm a little bit late. Hey, how's it going, Ms. Weitzel? Always a blessing to see everybody on Facebook and on YouTube. And uh, I got a little bit of a late start today. We've got a lot of rainy weather out. Yuck, yuck. A little bit of the yuck, yuck. But I'm going to give you some encouragement today. Tell you a little bit about what's been hitting you. It's kind of, uh, we're kind of in a funky place right now. Um, can y'all hear me okay over here, by the way? On YouTube, can everybody hear? I want to make sure my mic is working okay. Can somebody let me know that real quick? I'm sure if you couldn't, you'd let me know. Okay. Maybe. Awesome. Thank you. But anyway, it's kind of a funky place that we find ourselves in. Um, are you tired of waiting? Tired of waiting on your blessings? Tired of waiting on God? Tired of waiting on getting your nation back? Tired of everything, right? Find yourself kind of tired of everything. Hey, Miss Forrest, how's it going? Hello from Georgia. But are you tired of waiting? Tired of waiting? Kind of wondering what's up with that? And uh, find yourself having to really fight through the stagnancy uh, and choosing to believe? Because if that's the case, this revs for you today. This rev is for you today. And the Rev's title is called Tired of Waiting, Tired of Waiting, No Stagnancy, Choose to Believe. You have to choose to believe. Talking about funky witchcraft rising, but they are they've already lost. They've already lost. And so before we even get started, I want you to know I don't know why people wouldn't choose to believe. They would not force themselves to take God at his word because he's a God that doesn't lie. And we're in a completely different season right now where God has told us what's going to happen beforehand. He told us what we're walking through. And the only problem is that we have a problem. Hey, good afternoon, Mr. Hernandez. <clears throat> we, we're the ones that are kind of, we get complacent. We get stuck in our flesh and we start questioning God and start trying to play God. <clears throat> we get irritated with God and, and, and the lack of time or the time that it takes to, to walk a thing out. Um, how many of you tired of ta- of walking this thing out? Hi, James. It's good, man. So um, these are the ways, though, in what's helping to contribute to your impatience. That's what it is. It's impatience. So, and don't get me wrong. Pardon me. <clears throat> I understand, you know, the wait has been long. We've been going through this for about four years now, maybe five years. Five years too long. And, um, and it doesn't help when you're already tired as an intercessor and you're tired of the process, you're you're tired of the prayer, you're tired of the test. I'm gonna be tired of the test. It'd be me. I'm not complaining, not trying to complain, Lord, but I'm just shooting straight up. We're gonna be having an honest conversation today. But if we're gonna have change, if you're going to see change, you have to choose change. Okay, you have to choose to participate with the program, which means in order to come into the new land, I said it on my last rev, you cannot come into the new with the old you. You understand? The old you can't handle the new. That's an old wineskin, and you're trying to come in with a new, trying to get a new wine with an old structure, an old wineskin, and um, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Matter of fact, you won't even enter in. And that's a lot of the body's frustration right now <clears throat> because they keep demanding to do it in this old way and and I see it over and over and over again where people, uh, the, the different bodies, I listen here and there, not, I don't listen to these churches anymore, but it's like they think that they're okay. They think we're going to go in, we're going to take the land, and then, and then, and it's like they're not going anywhere. They're stuck in this dead apparatus spinning their wheels. It's like, just spinning their wheels, thinking they're going somewhere, and thinking, and bragging about it. And I'm thinking, just shut up. You look stupid. You sound stupid not to, and I'm not going to make excuses for what I just said. It's the truth. It makes them look stupid. And so if they could only see themselves from an outsider's point of view. And the other thing is, is that if you could see yourself from an outsider's point of view, from God's point of view, then you would really see where you were at or where you were not standing and why you have not been allowed to enter in yet. And I know that's kind of hard to hear, but better are the wounds of a friend than the wounds of an enemy. I'm, I'm not your enemy. I'm just telling you, this is if you want to go into the new, then maybe there's some things that you need to work on about you. Okay, <clears throat> that's a hard word. 
let's start there with the ways that witchcraft hinders this from happening. How's witchcraft hitting you? This is the funky witchcraft. I've incurred, this is what I've experienced in the last um, three days, actually four days of my life. And it took me a second to figure it out. <clears throat> I'm sorry. It took me a second. And I literally had to tell some of my close friends, one of my very close friends, I was like, hey, I love you. I'm not getting into I'm not getting into strife or offense. I'm not going there. That's the bait of Satan. And 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 so I had to to put a pause on it to make the devil stop or to pull myself out of that uh strategy for a second and 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 them too so that we could keep going forward into the new. And it was a protective thing. So you might have to find yourself doing that. You may have to do that. And because this is a very, very tricky C2. Okay, you've already stepped into it, by the way. It's it's not it's not like it ever really stopped, but their season is in the summer, ours is in the winter. So they start having all these fall festivals. Matter of fact, they're in the middle of one right now. I think, what is it, the the season of the beast or something stupid like that? And so, hey Silver Bee, Silver Bee. <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy cracked corn and I don't care. <laughs> that's what he's that's what that's what Silver Bee says. Jimmy cracked corn and I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> anyway, okay, I'm giving you a hard time. Back on track. Back on track. That's a different type of a joke. I'm so sorry, but I laughed my head off this morning when that was said. How's witchcraft affecting you? How's witchcraft affecting you? It's going to be affecting other people's perception of your motives. I think it's a Leviathan spirit working in there with it. Because Leviathan, you know how it twists things. And it's trying to make you look like or me look like our motives are wrong or that we're weird or whatever it's trying to paint you as. It's witchcraft. It's just witchcraft. Have you found yourself experiencing that? Where people are like treating you like you're kind of strange and and like, what's wrong with you? Kind of nothing. I haven't done anything different. It's your perception. It's off. And so love expects the best of people. No, you know that, right? True love expects the best of people. Religion, however, expects the very worst of people. It's always because it's looking through the eyes of flesh, through the unhealed areas of that person's perception. And their perceptions are off. Their filters are demonic. So everything in life is bad. Everybody around them, what, what are you trying to do to me? What's your motive? What do you want from me? Trying to do something bad? Trying to do something bad around me? What are you trying to take from me? Because usually someone has always taken something from that person all their life. So, hey, Stacy. And um, so their, their perceptions are off and they're trying to paint you like your motives are off. And so that's a ploy of the enemy right now. That's a ploy of witchcraft and trying to get the body of Christ into division. Hello, uh, people that dwell together in unity. God is there, right? So, um, so this C2, and this is for everybody. I know that the body is tired. Um, I know that they're tired of waiting. They're tired of fighting, um, but you cannot. Let yourself stop. Do you understand? You cannot. I know even, I feel like that even as I talk about this topic, I can feel just the people are like, oh, they're just like kind of flailing. I'm just hanging out. Oh, I don't care. I'm just here trying to, trying to find, find something to plug into that's truth so I can even make it to my next pit stop. So good for you. Good for you. Another trick to the trade. Um, because you are having to maneuver through a lot of relationships gingerly from now until September 15th. I know that it doesn't start until April 30th, but the witchcraft is already right. Because they, it's it's about the country. You understand that, right? It's it's the Satanist against the Christians. That's what it's about. It isn't about keeping your country. It's about evil versus good. Already won. <laughs> That's the best news. So stay stay focused. Stay focused and pass your test so you can enter into your rest because it's all coming and it's going to be so good when it, it's going to be so, so, so good. So watch your relationships. That's critical right now. The enemy's trying to get you into chaos. He's trying to get you into relational division. Um, and it's really, really critical. This C2, because, do you understand the goal of C2? You have four chambers to your heart, C1, 2, 3, and 4. Chamber 1, 2, 3, and 4. God has four chambers to his. 
we're now about to enter into as of april 30th chamber two but the witchcraft is already rising because they're trying to throw you off before you get there so just expect the best hang on to love choose life not death hang with the punches but the, the poor purpose of c2 is to train the heart and the mind to maintain the spirit of god by forcing each believer to learn how to over death is that it which is the fruit if you choose death that's the fruit of the enemy's heart remember i told you about strange fire versus holy ghost fire consider strange fire to be the fruit of the enemy's heart what is that that's fear doubt unbelief discouragement depression hopelessness and despair have you been feeling those emotions those are the five red flags of witchcraft the strange fire that enemy's fruit of his spirit god has fruit to his spirit the enemy has fruit to his which one are you going to choose the enemy's fruit deals with your flesh by the way if you haven't been delivered from the fruit of the enemy's spirit that's in your bloodline you need to get delivered i'm telling you everybody suffers from a lot of this stuff go get your butt in deliverance ministry it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself a lot of you think i can't believe she told me to get my butt somewhere but get your butt out of the way it's jesse Dup- <laughs> he never spoke late. He's such a cool guy. But yeah, gotta, you got to get in. You cannot just trying to do this on your own. It's not going to happen by itself. It's a key to the new move. It's a key to you getting back to the ancient of days, the ancient ways, which is the basics of love. It's a key. So you're going to have to pay attention to what is besetting you and what's preying on you, P-R-E-Y-I-N-G, what is preying on you, which is usually witchcraft. So that's what's coming with C2. That's the fruit of the enemy's heart every time. And this occurs through God allowing it. I am so sorry. Which is strange fire connected to the spirit of death. Remember I told you that when we enter into C2, we are, and we actually, it's, it's from April 30th through September 15th, actually April 30th through August 31st. And it's, uh, um, the spirit of basilisk, which brings in early death assignments. If you have early death assignments over your vessel. He joys, good to see you, man. But it's what, it, what that does. So there's a lot of things happening by the way, all at once. There's a lot of things. Um, so you have to be attentive to what's going on around you. You have to be attentive to what's going on in you. You have to be attentive to what's going on around you during C2. So it's the most critical time of the year because God's trying to bring you out of the old and into the new. So why would it surprise us that they would have all these crazy festivals for C2? So C2 then forces every believer to choose God's heart over the enemy's heart by which fruit they choose to display. The fruit of God or the flesh. Strange fire versus stay in the spirit. Okay, it's up to you. You have the choice in the matter. You can stay the same or you can and be changed. So C2 is actually a blessing in disguise because of the pressure that comes with the season as it forces all these things to the surface <clears throat> to show you what's inside you. To help you get it off. So you can head towards the ninth of off. And to get inspected by God, that's, that's where you get approved or denied at whether you've passed the test, whether you've obeyed God in prior days, where you can get invited into the seven spirits of God, into the higher dimensions of God's heart. And I can't get you there. Nobody, none of us can get each other there. It's all a personal choice, whether you choose to participate with the process. If you don't, then you take that up with God. So that's what C2 is about. And then that's what witchcraft is going to be hitting you with as you enter in. And then you're going to have to deal with the fiery arrows along the way. And I'm going to give you a trick to the, tr- to the test. If you can melt all their fiery arrows of fear, doubt, unbelief, discouragement, and depression, hopelessness, and despair coming at your faith, melt them. Psalms 104, fire. Melt them. They'll drop off instantly. And you'll get your faith back and you'll get your focus back. <laughs> try it. Try it right now. Try it right now. It works instantly. God taught me this just yesterday. So it's a trick to moving through C2. Another trick 
<clears throat> and a key to moving through C2. Ask God to order your footsteps, to order your thinking. Psalms 37, 23. God, I don't, I don't understand this process. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I feel like I'm flailing. Okay, Psalms 37, 23. I'm your very present help in time of need. Write that down. Psalms 37, 23. Order my thoughts. Order my emotions. Order my footsteps. Help me pass this test. Help me get through into the new. Okay, we ask that all for all of us right now in the name of Jesus. So, getting in like that. If you find yourself in fear, doubt, unbelief, discouragement, and depression, um, you can pretty much know it's witchcraft. Okay? So it should be going as smooth as butter for you. That's going to help it go as smooth as butter. Smooth as butter. Also, they've been hitting you. They're going to be hitting your sleep. They've been hitting your sleep lately? <laughs> Mine too. I don't like that at all. It makes me frustrated. It makes me grouchy. So I, I become a little scruffy warrior when that. Get away from me, devil. I'm fixing to box your ears. So anyway, so they're sending in distractions or anything to keep you having the strength to finish move into the destiny into the blessing but the best that it's not gonna work they've already lost the war they've lost it so i don't know why i think it's just like a last ditch effort when they, and that's the best news too and, and so for you for me and this is what i'm even i've been really struggling with too is like i think that everything has been so hard for so long for all of us that it's like we've just gotten accustomed to accepting it as the status quo no you're not going to do that you're not going to do that. You're going to press out of that mindset and you're going to expect the best of God. You're going to cast down and melt these fiery arrows coming at your faith, coming at your belief, your confidence, your trust. Melt them. Psalms 104.4 fire. All fiery arrows coming at all their faith and their trust, their confidence melted. Psalms 104.4 fire. Release that faith back up into position right now in Jesus' name. And you're going to step out and into the new. You're going to choose to change. You're going to choose to be changed and you're going to finish this and not accept defeat. We're not accepting defeat. Okay. No defeat in this place coming up and out. So that's a part of the enemy hitting your components of faith, the components of your hope, things hope for the substance of your faith. They're trying to hit that as well. And they're trying to hit your ability to get the true King's decree or the new wine in this power. It's so the Lord's sake. You do that that's not over that part of ding dong <laughs> some of these people <clears throat> actually baffle me with their lack of intelligence because it's like they don't they've lost the war they haven't read the end of the book they've lost but they don't even understand what they're fighting they don't understand that love is the most power, powerful force on earth and so if you have love inside you you're moving out and all the way through because usually it's the people that have love, and especially deep love. If you have a gift of love, some are given the gift of faith, others joy. Very few are given the gift of love from birth. If you have a deep loving spirit, you're, you've been put into the earth to help people how to teach them how to journey through the land. And so, so these people are called to be standard bearers. Called to be standard bearers. And so, anyway, this new place now is not for the faint of heart, is what I'm trying to say. This new place is not for people trying to prove something that, especially the religious, they're not, the religious have another issue. They, they might as well just go join a coven too, because they pray the witchcraft prayers and all that garbage too. So that's another, that brings me to the next topic, religion. Trying to talk many out of coming into the new move and into revival. You understand that coming back to the basics of God is not new. Coming back to the basics of love is not new. That's the ancient of days. Um, it's the ancient pathway. So in order to do that, you'd have to relinquish what you thought you were doing that was love and allow God to show you your true heart condition. So what I mean by that, so many people think that they're operating in love. They think they're loving people, but to interact with them, it's like, it's like, Dealing with a cold fish. It's like dealing with superficiality, lack of authenticity, surfacy. They don't want to go any deeper because it makes their heart feel uncomfortable. And so God is saying, sometimes we can think we're loving. Sometimes we can think we know him. But until he shows us ourself, we really find out who we really are. 
And, and that's a hard thing to do. That takes a lot of courage. That takes a lot of courage because I've had to tell a lot of people in deliverance ministry. It's like, do, do you know what it's like to some people ask our team like, whoa, and, and it's not to be or mean ever. Um, it's really because I want the best and I want people getting free because I know what's on the other side of that. And I see prophetically their futures and I want them to accomplish that in Christ. I want the very, very best. And so allow God to show you the real you. Show him and ask Ask him to put people around you that will tell you. Again, better are the wounds of a friend than the wounds of an enemy. So people, if they love you. If you know people love and care, that's a hard pill to swallow. And I've had to do that even with one of my best friends. I'll say, tell me what this, I'll brace my, <laughs> before I call, before I call her, I have to brace myself emotionally. Oh, here it comes. Hit me, God, hit me, hit me. Bam! Oh, God, that hurt. Hit me again. Hit me again. That's what you have to do yourself. You have to kind of brace yourself for the truth. But, I mean, I'm telling you, if you will do that, you'll start sailing through your C2s. And eventually they stop because you've come into resurrection power, which is where God wants you to be. And, to, and for those of you who don't, I have to ask you something. What are you so afraid of? That... If people see the real you, that they're not going to like you? Is that what you're so afraid of? Because they already are. <laughs> what you don't understand is they already are. So that's, 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 I don't get it. I just don't get it. It's like, what do you think you're hiding? What do we think we're hiding when we do these things? God sees. And then he keep, and then if you keep trying to hide, then he'll put all these people around you that irritate the crud out of you. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> I'm just like, oh. No, save me that. No. Okay, so that's what we're dealing with there. You're trying to get back into true authenticity, true love. And then the enemy's coming at you with macro, micro spells. I want you intercessors out there to identify, write this down, 1 Kings 1.14, all words not spoken by God, prayed by God, decreed by God. 1 Kings 1.14, identify them, ask him to identify them. Not his will, not his way, not his truth, not his spirit of truth. Let them fall to the ground. Lamentations 3, 37 to 38 in the second heavens. And, and that's when I was telling you the last couple of times. I've said it a few times on purpose to help the intercessors get this crap out of the spiritual atmosphere so the true prophets' decrees can come forth. And they are. And let me tell you, the witches and the Satanists are getting. I'm saying, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know how that goes. Like, hallelujah. Let, let us give it to you. <laughs> let God give it to you. You follow me? Okay. We're going to leave that alone. Bad, bad, bad comedy routine. So there you go. Macro, micro spells. You're going to ask God to identify it. First Kings 114 or any words even coming at you, prayed against you outside of God's will, not his way, not his will, not his truth. Let him fall to the ground. Nullified. First Corinthians 119. We're getting all this crap out of the airways. And then Lord, let your true word rise up into the third heavens. And let me tell you a little happen. Those are those macro micro spells that are purposefully put in place into the second heavens to create like a, an atmosphere of spiritual schizophrenia to where none of the prayers of the saints go forward. And you just feel like you're stagnant, just spinning your wheels, spinning your, that's their, their objective is to keep the body stuck, but we're not staying stuck, are we? So we see everything ratcheting up then in the nation, but I need to remind you that God has already told us what's going to happen. As we enter into these next few, what are you so about? Are you upset about? I told you beforehand what was going to happen. He told us 45 was coming back. And now I sense there'll be a lot of false prophets who will have, and the Lord's been showing me this for a week. Watch, watch. They're all going to come out of the woodwork. Oh, he's coming back. I told you he was going to talk. I, I have been, I have been praying for you 45. I knew you were going to come back. And it's like, shut up. We're not on board. You haven't been on board. Go, go sideline yourself. God already sidelined you. I know I can feel some of their emotions. <gasps> they're retracting. And if they're watching. <clears throat> Seriously, though, if you didn't have the guts to stand in this whole thing, God has used confirmation pieces all along the way, primarily 
having us take him at his word. He told us from the very beginning what was going to happen. He did it through Q. I'm not a conspiracy theorist either. <clears throat> it's proven itself to be true all the way through. Everything that he's prophesied, everything Q told us came to pass. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. And so that's a way, but the prophets, we've, if you've been listening to the true prophets, which is what I do primarily, then they've been confirming. God tells you and then he confirms himself through the prophet. So he's got an outside piece in the natural and then he's got a spiritual piece confirming himself in twos or more. Trying to see if you'll believe him and come all the way through. And that, that was so crazy because at the beginning of it, <clears throat> I kind of thought, you know what? I didn't understand it at first either. But I thought, you know what? And I didn't understand. But then as I came forward and I, it just got stronger, stronger and stronger. And I just knew I would recognize the truth behind things and the spirit. And I thought, God, that's God. And so he's trying to see if we recognize truth. And then the test became about operating in truth and seeing all truth and allowing truth to come back in and rule and reign again. And, and I'm, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. And so a lot of false prophets be raising up. So ignore them because they've digressed on their supposed knowledge. And now they want to join back and jump on the bandwagon. Forget that. God says, I, had a, I knew a person one time who said, if you're not with me in my story, then you can't walk with me. In the I think that was Ron Carpenter. So anyway. That's what that's what Q said would come to pass. So we're not going to be taking things for granted. I believe this whole last four and a half years has been a training ground to show us as U.S. citizens that we're not impenetrable. We're not impenetrable to show you as a Christian however, how fast everything can be taken away from you if you're not attentive to what's going on around. But you're getting it back. So being upset and, and throwing temper tantrums as an adult is not going to do anything but prolong your test. Jumping on the ground and kicking your feet up and down and getting upset. God's like, take him around the mountain again. Take him around the mountain. I need you to get a grip on your emotions. I need you to get. So that's what's going on. Because God had initially told you it was coming to pass. We're in a new season. Where the new move is to help the body come back to love, back to all truth. Where all that God has said is in truth. Why would God lie? God is a God that finishes what he starts. The only liars are those who refuse to align with truth. If you, if you found yourself in past seasons kicking at the pricks, and like Paul, Saul, before his name was changed. That's what these people are doing, even in the church right now. And then they lie to themselves out of their own pride. Imagine that, having God tell you, hey, you false prophet, you're a liar. Then you have to have the audacity to tell God, oh, no, 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 God, it's you. That's the That's what they're saying. Amen. But I'm sticking with God. Know that I know that I know God's doing something new, proven himself all the way through. So I'm going to encourage you to do the same. <clears throat> um, Numbers 32, 1 through 33, 39, which it's, it's called refusing to conquer the land and believe. Can you believe that? I was doing this today and I was thinking, where are you going with this? I never know until I, until I finish and listen and, and, and let him speak to me while I'm doing it. I'm thinking, oh my goodness. But Moses had to go through this. Moses had to go through this with the people. And he was trying to assure the people that God was going to help them conquer the land. But this, the tribes, 12 tribes of Israel, <clears throat> in their ignorance, <clears throat> their pride and their ignorance got in the way. They thought that they knew more than Yahweh. God was like, I've been telling you all the way through. You believed me when you were in Egypt. You believed me when this thing first started. And that's how a test usually starts. Everybody starts off really, really, really strong. I'm on board. I'm ready to go, ready to rock. And then you kind of start moving your way through the test and starts kind of, you get tired and it starts getting, you know, you 
start moving a little further in the test and now you're really getting tired and you're kind of thinking am i going to pass this is this am i going to make it through this and then you get to the very end of it and you're thinking i don't, I don't think i'm going to make it i don't, I don't know if i'm going to make it that's usually an indicator the test is almost over when you think you're not going to make it okay and god's grace he rescues you from yourself this is what happened to israel though in their ignorance and their pride <clears throat> they thought they knew more than god and these people were so stupid that they literally told moses don't you take us over to the Jordan. Don't you take us over the Jordan. Don't do it. Imagine that. A people group so stupid and arrogant, and here God is trying to use a leader to bless them. And they're fighting God saying, no, we don't want to be blessed. We're trying to stay right here. We want to stay right here where it's safe, just as we are in our miserableness, just as we've always been under the apparatus of religion for some of you. And no, we don't want to cross. <laughs> when I heard, I was, I listened to the audio Bible and I was thinking to myself, have they lost their minds? Who wouldn't want to be blessed? Who wouldn't want to have what God told them they could have? But you don't understand that the test then comes into play when everybody's all on board when they get more than they're under the anointing and they're under the prophet's words and they're hearing it come to pass like yeah 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 god and then they step out and they go on their way and the anointing kind of diminishes and they're like stuck with their flesh and they're like what do i do now <laughs> well you got to get back up in the spirit you got to worship and praise you got to seek him and pray you've got to ask god what he has to say to continue on your way I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it works in this time. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll shut up. Okay, here we go. So that's how God does things. That's how he unfolds a thing. He's unfolding. He's trying to see how well you obey him and follow him as a cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. He's trying to see how well the body of Christ is obedient. <clears throat> Are you going to do it your way? <clears throat> but if you know anything about this, what happened, <clears throat> I'm sorry, what, with what happened to the Israelites, their behavior was as much an expression of failure as much as if they were to say, take us back to Egypt. They should have just told God that, just take us back to Egypt. Basically telling God, let us die in the wilderness or in our defeat. They should have just acknowledged their heart condition. That's what they were operating in. But when you find yourself getting in these laying on the floor tantrum moments, I'm tired of this test. I want this to be. You better watch it. Better get a grip on yourself because you'll have to go on that mountain again. And God's trying to take you somewhere, trying to get you free from you so he can take you out of the old and into the new. And you need to pass this portion of it. So get a grip on it. Ask him for deliverance if it's anger, frustration, impatience, <clears throat> anger at God. Own your stuff. I always tell our people this. Own your stuff. When you're honest with yourself and you're honest with God about where you're at, that's the fastest way to get deliverance. Be honest. Be humble before him. He knows it's there. Get free. You'll be on your way soon enough. You'll just boom. You're on your way out of the old and into the new, and you'll feel a whole lot better for doing so. All Israel had to do was follow God, but they thought that they knew more than God. And God was sitting there the whole time telling them, hey, hey, look, I love you. I'm, I'm trying to help you. And what's wrong with you? <laughs> That's what he was saying. What's wrong with you? And have you gotten so used to things being so bad that you're settled in this place? Is that what's gotten a hold of you or that you've gotten so bitter that you're not listening to me any longer? Because you just resent me, says the Lord. That's an attitude of defeat. That's an attitude of retreat. And that's not your portion, by the way. So God's telling you what's going on in some of your hearts. And you need to repent. And you need to say, God, get me on my way. Get me out of the way, but get me on my way today. I want to get free. And he'll free you. So the Lord's saying too, when these people first came out of Egypt, they came out of Egypt very, very wealthy. And they had other things on their mind instead of God. That was part of the problem, too. So basically, they entered into the test with the wrong motive. Okay, They entered into the test 
for things that God could give them, material gain. Instead of wanting resurrection power, which would have given them everything. So because their heart motives were wrong, they wanted material gain and not the glory of God. Their flesh governed their decisions instead of this. But when you have a heart of love, you know that all this stuff passes away. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And that's funny because I think Kent Christmas was one that prophesied, you know, there's going to be a wealth transfer. And a lot of you are fixing to get really, really blessed. But the thing is, is that you're going to get so busy, you're not going to have a lot of time to enjoy it. And, and I thought about that last week. I thought I kept thinking about that word for some crazy reason. And I thought, you know, he's got a really good point because if you have a heart for service to me, this is to me. If you have a heart to serve God, you have a heart to help his people. Your fulfillment comes from how God your vessel to help others get free. I get so much satisfaction out of seeing transformation. I live for transformation. I live to see it. I have people calling me and they're like, Dr. Missy, I had this and this, this happened. And I'm thinking, yes, this makes my life. Wow. This is so wonderful to see. It gives me great joy. Boy. And I love to see you succeed. And, and it's like all this stuff, take it with you. Go. So you might as well celebrate others while you're on the way with them. And, and, and that's what love's all about is celebration celebration of life the celebration of kingdom in each other and help each helping each other to attain it that's what it's all about and if the stuff comes that's great then you've been doubly blessed but that shouldn't be your first priority understand so these people then have become the stubborn and stiff-necked people who actually thought they knew more than god so unbelief was their portion and they wasted time they wasted their lives. Ever known people? They just tell you what you want to hear. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it one day. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But they never do anything. They never choose to change and be changed. They always think, well, it's something that they've got to do in the process to make it happen. So they're trying to still play their own God. And they're getting in God's way. Instead of saying, Yahweh, what do you need to do in me today to move me out of the way so I can go out of the old and yeah. So, and I know that sounds like a cliche to some of you, maybe, but the key to getting new things happening in your life is getting the flesh off. The flesh is what stands in your way. Because think about it the flesh is all emotions, the devil's heart. It's everything wants to keep on you, keep you locked down. And everybody can make excuses not to follow God into the new. Especially because of fear. If it's a fear of change, fear of being wrong, fear of making mistakes, fear of not being able to handle the new, fear that, oh, that means what if they, what if I get there and I don't like it? How do you know you've never been? Everybody makes all these goofy excuses and it's like, you've never been. Why are you already trying to set yourself up for failure? You haven't even arrived there yet. Why don't you just work through the process? And let him gradually change you so it'd be a, a slow change and you won't be overwhelmed once you get. Why do you think he's trying to take into. Uh oh. That's not happening. I'll get that later. But why do you think God's trying to take you through this slow process so it's not overwhelming? What's it not to be overwhelming to you? Don't be your own worst enemy. But you have to choose to walk with God if he's going to try to take you there. Israel didn't, and they wasted their entire life living a lie, wandering around in the wilderness, wandering around in the wilderness, because they questioned God on everything instead of trusting him. Do you trust him? Trust him? Or do you just live a lie? <clears throat> most of the most bitter people are so angry. Most of the most bitter people are so angry at God and they blame God for everything. They blame him for everything in their lives. They blame, blame, blame him for things that have happened in their past. And a lot of the choices are self-inflicted by them. So Israel did this. 
Israel did this. And God's asking you today, with wherever he takes you, Cynthia, thank you so much. God bless that guy or woman, whoever that is. They're angry at God because of daddy issues. God is dead. I'll address you. You're angry at God. You're not angry at him. Well, partially because your dad was supposed to be a reflection of a holy God. I hear the word deadbeat. Offense. Consider your dad a deadbeat. I can see where you think God was just like your dad, but he's nothing like your earthly father. And I'm not offended. Oh, anything. But our horizontal relationship indicator of how we perceive God, and God is nothing like just love. He's bless you, though. So anyway, God's asking you in this hour: Do you trust Him with where He's taking you? Or are you just going to stay on the sidelines in a dead land with the spirit of death, so that the enemy can steal your future? Because this is not of God. Because God is a God of healthy change, change that can us moving, trusting, and believing Him in order. Which takes us to Luke four thirty one through five eleven, going into the new. <clears throat> Healing's the key. Healing's what gets you there. So healing's what gets you there. And if you don't overcome the devil privately, then you can't overcome him publicly. What does that mean? Because Jesus went through this exact same thing. And he experienced it himself where Jesus made a fool out of the devil when he was tested in the wilderness privately. And then he was placed on a cross publicly where he made a fool out of him again. Colossians 2.14, principalities, powers, and authorities. So if you can't overcome him in private with your heart condition with where it's at and allow God to put his finger on a few things, then what makes you think that you're going to Eat this whole spiritual thing publicly and get out of the old. He's trying to get you there. And what I'm seeing right now, I believe we're living in a season where there are two streams now. Remember, it started off with three. Now it's narrowed down to two. Where there are those who are going to step into this new place and they're going to do it afraid. You're either going to do it afraid or you're going to with whatever emotions are going on inside of you that haven't been healed yet, you're never going to do anything. That's the bottom line. And so God's saying, do it afraid until I build your trust back up again. Because that's what you're really struggling with. You put your trust in man for so long and people have let you down when it should have been vertically directed into God always and only. That's where our trust should have always and only been, in Christ alone. People are going to let you down. Man is fickle. Man has relationships. Their emotions are up one day, down the next. Up one day, down the next. Where God is consistent. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so, God's saying, who are you going to choose to believe? Are you going to choose to stay stuck in a spirit of death, never accomplishing anything for kingdom? Which is what the devil loves, because you're just one less person. He considers us pains in his rear. because. When we get up and our feet hit the ground, it's really, it becomes hell on earth. And we start taking ground through Christ in our life. But in this hour, many truth warriors are stepping over into the new. And they're choosing to be transformed into love because they know that only love will get them there. Only Christ. Christ is love. And they know that this is a rare moment in history. If you want to go somewhere, see something, experience something new. And it has to happen like this. It has to happen like this. Because God is also going to be showing up in signs, wonders, and miracles. And he's trying to show the enemy who's God not. It's like the showdown between Moses and the Pharaoh's magicians. Where all the occultists, Pharaoh's magicians, and Moses and Aaron have showed up with the rod of God. And the rod eats up all the other type of all the fake signs, wonders, and miracles. Remember, actually, the occult and the fake prophets. We'll put those in the same category. So those are the two streams. You either believe or you don't. And so it's got the enemy all freaked out. 
and he's desperately trying to stop all the new movers and those that are in it, which is why your warfare has ratcheted up all of a sudden. So this is the prophetic word that he gave me. I think this will explain a little bit to you for some of you who are part of this. Is that there's a group of steeds or horses with so much of God's presence on them that they have the capacity to run into God's glory unhindered. And as many would try to capture them, the Lord says, I've made them to run free, unhindered from man's clutches. They were born to run free. And I saw then all of these golden ropes start to come upon these beautiful horses, these horses where the only person who could control them was God himself. And the ropes weren't like tightly on them. They were like just loosely laying around them because this particular group of horses, champions, had learned to move with a cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. And they were so obedient. He'd say, go left. They'd go left, go right, go right. And they'd go and go and turn and turn and just follow him everywhere he went. And they trusted him. They trusted him. And so these horses were born to run, to run into fresh pasture where no man had ever stepped in before. Hey there. Voices of man tried to tame them. And they tried to tame them under the confines of religion. But all these heavenly horses were born to do was to run free and to help break the magnitude in. And so they always managed to break out and break through of all the man-made confinements. They were ties, not of heaven. And so nothing could stop, says the Lord, what I've planned. All things have been planned before time began. And as the anointing on a thing carries it forward, I'm leading this pack of horses with revved up horsepower. And this is where the horses are helping mankind in this day run back to the basics. And then after that, the Lord had me find this, this article talking about, and I thought it was really ironic. We're talking about what it's like to take God, his word. When God tells you a thing and you hold on to it like a little kid and you're like, nope, God told me he was going to do it. It's done. done. I'm going to go worry about everything else around the kingdom that I, that have been given under my charge. And I'm going to do what God told me to do. I'm not going to worry about what, man has to say because and by the way you don't tell your dreams to everybody you don't tell your dreams to everybody because not everybody's going to understand the revelation god gave you some things are, are best kept close to your heart go run your mouth off like a waterfall tell everybody your business and so that's what's important about taking god in this word and so always remember them we're in a very very different season and god's doing things way Okay, we're having to take him at his word by doing everything the prophet tells us to the true kings to all along. So God's saying, just believe. I am faithful. I know you're tired. I know this has been a long test. Just believe. Got your best. Really do. Even though you haven't seen. Have you heard that song by Danny Gokey? I want to say, uh, shoot, man. Look here. Why don't I know the song? Because this is so important. Um, I've got, you're closer than you think you are. That's what I wanted to say. That's a line in that song by Danny Gokey. You're closer than you think you are. Just haven't seen haven't seen don't you dare let go don't you dare let go guys you keep decreeing a thing and decreeing a thing because what i'm sensing in this new place that we're stepping into my belief is flying up through the roof right now and it's the belief in your heart that actually forces the shift in the thing in the natural and by the spirit do you understand that and when you start believing that it's true you're forcing that shift to happen and it can't be taken away from you. Or eventually it's going to manifest. Boom. That's what he's trying to work on. So the, of course the enemy's going to hit your faith. Of course he's going to hit your belief. Of course he's going to hit your confidence with fiery arrows. Melt them. Psalms 104, 4, fire. 
that's witchcraft's main objective is to pull you out of the spirit in C2 and into your flesh. Your job is to maintain your position and keep moving forward. Got it? That's all you got to do. So the type of people God is raising up in this hour are those who never quit. It's why he raised up the disciples. And it's why he's raising up types of warriors who can take the heat of witchcraft and keep pressing. Can you take the heat of witchcraft? You know how to maneuver through witchcraft? It doesn't seem to phase you. It just bounces off of you. And, and because I can sense right now, too, I know this is 51 minutes in, but I do have sense like this blockade of where the body of Christ is gaining momentum and they're trying to burst through and burst through and you're all there. It's like the rocket of the Challenger shuttle that's trying to burst through into a new realm, into a new atmosphere, and the head of the rocket catches on fire because the heat is so hot. This is where we're at. The heat's getting hot. Can you keep pressing? Can you keep decreeing a thing? You've got momentum behind you built now. Why are you going to quit? You're going to shut your engines off now? You're going to have a hard fall. I wouldn't want to go back without anything to show for my efforts. This is where we're heading into. And by the way, the Lord says that these are the types of people that do what Jesus commands, the true king's decree, hence God blesses their blesses their faith. And the devil knows what time it is. Do you? Can you keep time with Christ? Part of coming out and through. What's there? While we talk about Psalm 64, 1 through 10, we wrap up today. It's called about it's talking about David's fear. And I thought this was really poignant because I, I expected it to say one thing and it went somewhere totally different. And David didn't ask to be preserved from his enemy. That's not what this is. But he asked to be preserved from the fear of the enemy. Why are you so afraid of what you think the devil can do? Or, or to your And that's something else about the true king's decree. When you go find out what God has to say about a thing, it shifts things in the spirit now automatically instantly that's why you want to see what god says about a matter he's shifting your atmosphere moving the devil out of the way not what he says is going to come to pass it's what god in you says is going to come to pass but when we're dealing with negative emotions they can hinder your faith and your trust and david knew this and we're living in a season completely different from any other season the body's ever experienced before ever because it's a season where we're having to take God at his word. No matter what. No matter what. And no matter what you feel. No matter what you see. No matter what you believe. From one second to the next. Because your, your, your feelings are fleeting. Or no matter what you sense. And even in your fivefold gifts. A lot of you have relied on your fivefold giftings to show you what's going on with the thing in the spirit. You don't have to monitor. God's got it. <laughs> He's got it. Just go focus on kingdom. And when he tells you to pray, decree a thing, decree a thing, decree a thing. Hi, Austria. Good to see you, man. Right on. We're traveling all around the world with this town. It's awesome to see everybody. And if, if you've got a prophetic word, by the way, from a true prophet about the thing you're praying for, you can take it to the bank. It's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. All you got to do is keep decreeing that thing, decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing. Decree exactly what the prophet said to you. Write it down. That's what they tell you. When you get a word from a prophet, write it down and decree it just like it is. Psalms 33, 9. God commanded and it was so. And no demon, no devil, <clears throat> no mouth gate of hell can stop it. Because that is a true king. Speaks it to the prophets first. He tells you, he starts telling you what he's going to do, but then the prophet confirm himself. And if you haven't been faithful to get cleaned up, and this is for people who have been, haven't been obedient. If you haven't been faithful to get cleaned up and you think you're going to make decrees in God's name with his word, Lord saying, you need to think, think, think again, because this is where many people find themselves in the body, right? They're angry at God because their prayers are losing firepower. He, Told you this would happen. You're holding you back. You're getting in your way. Your flesh is getting in your way spiritually. 
You you cannot come into the new with the old you. Say it again. And God's not bound to honor the words of a vessel that he didn't speak. So if those words came from demons on an unhealed vessel that you refuse to get free from, guess whose words he's not listening to? God says, if I didn't speak it, it has to fall to the ground. That's Lamentations 3, 37-38. So this really is a season of trust, and God really is separating out the goats from the true sheep. He's showing you the way in which you should, if you so desire. But nobody can water. You can lead a horse to water, you can't make it. Heard that old God really, really wants you to rivers of so that you never thirst again. And by the way, thank you, Holy Spirit, for saying this. Some of you who come to church only when things are bad, and you're going to use God to help you get through your tough times, and then you're going to go back to your ways. You think that's the worst thing you could ever do. Because God says it's better that you'd never come in to serve me than have come into me to use me for your own devices and then walk away from me. You don't want to do that. You don't ever want to use God like that. That will surely get us. Um, while we wrap up today, I want to remind you guys before we wrap up, Thursday night, uh, if you're not going to be, or if you're going to be around, you're going to be doing anything, I want you to come check out Eli Lasky, Apostle Eli Lasky going to be on my show March 23rd at 7 30 p.m. It's going to be on this channel. We'll be on this channel and on YouTube. We're going to be talking about what God is doing in this hour. You're going to want to check him out. He's an awesome man of God. He and his wife have, uh, I forget the name of their ministries. It's off the cuffs. Um, but they're just a super couple and just super, super sweet people. And so come check us out. Come check us out. We're going to be having him and hosting him. Uh, and some other guests, maybe Brett Starling here a little bit, um, and have him. He's from Australia. I want to also thank uh, Smack Talk Radio today, my other sponsor, phenomenal lady, woman of God, Margaret Rowe, Faith Clicks. We want to thank them all. We really appreciate what our sponsors do for us. If you ever check Margaret's website out, margaretrowe.com, beautiful jewelry. She dresses the stars. Go check her out, man. Really, really cool. But yeah, come check out Eli Lasky. Come check us out Thursday night. 7.30 CST. We'll look forward to seeing you there while we wrap up today. So this is what it says. Proverbs 11, 22. says, As a jewel of gold and a swine's snout, so is a fair woman, which is without discretion. Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman without discretion. I'll say it in a different way. Ever heard of the analogy not to throw your pearls before pigs? Or you can't put lipstick on a pig. You can look like, sound like, taste like all day long, but you're not if you're not really changed from the inside out. Dress it up, you won't really really have the wisdom into the new. That's the way I interpret that. Maybe I'm not getting that. Can't put lipstick on it. You can't try to beat something because it'll always be tested in the kingdom. You understand that, right? Everything about us is always tested. Everything we learn, everything from last season, it's always tested. And so, I want to encourage you: tested season, stay with it, and focus on melting the arrows, the fiery arrows, as you walk through this C two. Listen to these broadcasts. Hey, Cynthia. Why don't we put up our, if you want to catch and continue to grow and get deliverance, check us out on Monday night lives. We're actually doing them twice a month for the public. Um, and they're every other Monday and they'll, they'll notify you if you go to our station and uh, subscribe, go to, it's a private back channel we have. And we do it just to give you kind of a private place to learn without all the chat things. That's not that it's bad. We love our people, but go check it out. And then if you want to listen again, Follow me on this station for Thursday night with Eli Lasky. Check it out. I think it'll really encourage you. Stay with us. God's going to get you there. He's going to get you there. Move you out of the old and into the new. Remember, you got to believe. Be ye not afraid. I love you guys. I'll be catching you on Friday. Bye-bye.